Well, take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 2. That's where we're going to be for a few moments this afternoon uh, as we reflect uh, on the Christmas story. Uh, During uh, this series that we've been walking through this Advent, we've talked about how Jesus is the answer. Uh, The things that we long for, like stability and contentment and hope in our lives, uh, that Jesus is the one uh, who brings those things. And today we're going to talk about the reality that he can know peace. And so when I opened my Bible and began to dive into this passage, of course, it's familiar to us, but it also rung a bell because uh, it's a milestone for us as a church family. You see, 10 years ago today, the church at Station Hill held its very first worship service. Now, we didn't officially launch uh, until February of 2010 when we met in Heritage Middle School. Uh, But right after Thanksgiving in 2008, our ascending church, Brentwood Baptist, had voted to launch our first campus, and that would become us. And so our uh, launch team was so excited, they said, you know what would be awesome is for us to do a, a Christmas Eve service. And so I said, yeah, that would be a great idea, only we didn't have a building, we didn't have a staff, We didn't have any resources at the time, uh, and so we had to scramble. It was not a very peaceful Christmas season for me that year uh, because I had a full-time job at the Brentwood campus at the time, but we were so excited about what God was doing, uh, we wanted to meet out here. So we found a location we could rent, the only one I could find in town. It was the old Spring Hill High School. Uh, Here's a picture of it that I snapped on uh, that December day. Uh, Typical Middle Tennessee Christmas, right? Raining and 34 degrees. Uh, It's just kind of the way the weather goes around here at this time of year. At least we got a little sunshine today uh, after a little fog this morning. But uh, we gathered and I remember setting up and it was just me. Again, we didn't have a staff at the time. And so I went to the Brentwood campus, got some speakers and a soundboard and I was hauling it into the school by myself. Well, those floors had been lacquered several times over the years. And so in my wet boots, I slipped. I fell, I hit my back on the stage. I laid there. I'm serious. I couldn't move for like a minute and a half. I thought I'm going to die here alone on Christmas Eve. Finally, I started to get some feeling back and I was okay. I just kind of had a bruise on my back. Uh, I'll never forget that right before the service started, we were probably 20, 30 minutes out. It occurred to us, nobody had gotten offering plates and we were gonna take a mission offering. So the Holy Spirit inspired me and I drove through Kentucky Fried Chicken and I asked for six KFC buckets. And so like a bunch of good Southern Baptists, we collected our first offering ever in KFC chicken buckets. Can I get an amen, right? Amen. So yes, band's particularly fond of that story, right? Everybody's hungry now for fried chicken. Uh, As we lit the candles in that moment, it was an incredible moment. It was all worth it to reflect on the reality that we had a group of people who felt called to bring light to their own community. I was also a little concerned with all that lacquer on the floor that the gym might explode, right, when we lit those candles. I didn't think about it till that moment. Uh, But it was a powerful moment for us and a great first step. And it began to help us on our journey of understanding what it means to bring this message to our own community and neighborhood. Good news of great joy for all the people that born to us, right, in the city of David is the Savior who is Christ the Lord. And so my prayer is, as a church family, that, that 10 years from now, we'll be proclaiming this same message if the Lord tarries. And 10 years after that, and 100 years after that, it is the greatest story ever told. Let's stand and read it again this Christmas Eve from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 15, the announcement to the shepherds. In the same region... Shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, 
And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem to see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Pray with me this afternoon. Oh, Heavenly Father, that first Christmas evening was not a silent night. As the angel, the messenger, declared that Jesus had come, he spoke the words all of us long to hear, that peace is possible, and it's possible because of a Savior. So would you open our hearts and our minds and our lives to that truth on this Christmas Eve, a story that we'll never stop telling. And it's in the name of our Savior Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. You may be seated this afternoon. So I want you to imagine this scene. I've had the privilege of going to Israel a couple of times and looking out on those shepherd's fields, as they call them, and just wonder what it was like on that first Christmas evening. Bethlehem's a little village about five miles outside of Jerusalem. It's full of rolling hills. It's a quiet little place, and back then it was even more quiet. The reality is, is there were about a few hundred people who were residents of Bethlehem at that time. And so there were probably a handful of babies. And as Mary gave birth and laid Jesus in that manger, on that first evening, the birth announcement came to an unusual group of people. You see, shepherds, we kind of romanticize them today. And their story is woven throughout scripture. That's one of the threads that's there is that God obviously has a heart for shepherds because they were the working class of their day. As a matter of fact, if the Discovery Channel's Dirty Jobs was, uh, had episodes right, shepherds would be probably one of the people group that would be included in that television show. Because these were hardworking guys who had a very limited opportunity to do anything else uh, but watch over their flocks. Uh, not only uh, were they ha- did they have a difficult reputation, but the reality is, is that they were also, because of their jobs, considered ceremonially unclean. So they weren't able to worship at the temple. The irony is that these flocks, most of the time the flocks were kept in the wilderness, these flocks near Jerusalem were probably being kept for temple sacrifices. And so those who worked behind the scenes to make those sacrifices possible weren't able to participate in worship at the temple. So these guys were on the lowest rung of society at the time. And so there they are, sitting out in the field. It was a very monotonous job unless the occasional predator came around that they had to fend off. But as they sit there, the peaceful calm was shattered by a blazing angel. Verse 9, an angel of the Lord, a messenger of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. My favorite translation of that is blazed around them. And they were terrified. The old King James says they were sore afraid. 
There's actually two words there, right? Phobosphobia. It means they were really, really scared. They were absolutely beside themselves with terror. There are people that I talk to all the time and they say, Pastor, if an angel would just show up and tell me what to do, that would be great. Oh, be careful what you wish for. In the Bible, when an angel shows up, when God's presence, right, is blazing in all of its glory, it's not like, oh yeah, it's like, oh no. Because there's something about the holy presence of God that reminds us of how sinful and broken and how far from him we truly are. And so that's the reaction of the shepherds. There was no peace in their hearts at this moment at all. And so an announcement had to be made by the angel. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Don't fear. You may not realize this, but that is the most often uh, repeated command in the scriptures. Do not fear. Why? Because naturally, it's right for us to fear the presence of God. But we have a God who draws near to us. Do not be afraid, the angel says. These next two words, so important, you might want to underline them. For look. You see, this is what God does. His holiness, his power, his awesomeness cannot be diminished in any way. When we behold it, our natural response is to 